It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. People, they come together. People, they fall apart. No one, though, can stop us now. Because we are all made of stars. Or at least, Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And you are indeed locked on Magic. Today is September 23rd, 2019. And you know what that means. We are one week away from the opening of Orlando Magic Media Day and the beginning of Orlando Magic Training Camp. Training Camp will begin October 1st, next Tuesday. So next Monday, all the Magic players will be gathered together to meet the media to talk about the upcoming season, wearing their jerseys, maybe wearing surprise orange jerseys that we haven't yet seen. I actually, it was funny, I was playing NBA 2K the other day. I got a look at the Magic's black court. Uh, I'm not as big of a fan of it as I was in the renderings uh, in, in live action, but the Magic are already hyping up their new court. It is almost that time. And so we're going to slowly start ramping back up to five, day, five days a week here on the podcast. Uh, I, I've been a little... Little lax at times this summer. I apologize for that. Uh, but we're going to continue this week with our player outlook series, continuing to break down the key players for the Orlando Magic season uh, as we get into uh, the beginning of the year here and beginning of, of fresh new content, of actual uh, movings and shakings going on at the Amway Center. It is an exciting time to be alive for sure. It's an exciting time uh, for the Orlando Magic as the season is just about to get underway. Before we dive though into Today's topic, we're going to talk about Nikola Vucevic as well as the Magic search for a stars. It still seems like the big missing element, and, and Nikola Vucevic certainly factors into that. Before we get into any of that, I do want to remind you all that you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like we have a podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with expert, expert detail and excruciating detail, there's a podcast for every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would find here. Want to know more about any team in the NBA? I don't know. Pick a team. The Pacers, the Lakers, the Blazers, the Spurs, the the Mavericks, the Thunder, the Bucks, the Bulls. Doesn't matter who it is. You can find a podcast covering that team on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we have Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball covering the national perspective, as well as getting you ready for fantasy basketball, which is just around the corner as well. You can find all these great podcasts by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Remember, that's Locked On and the team you're looking for. Plus, we have NFL with the NFL season in full swing. I'm sure Locked On Bucks is a depressing mess right now. I'm sure Locked On Giants is exceedingly excited. Plus, MLB and colleges too. There's a Locked On podcast for whatever taste you have that day. Find them all wherever you download podcasts. Again, just search for Locked On and the team you are looking for. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At this time last year, when we talked about Nikola Vucinic, it was a, a huge question mark. This season was, for what many people thought, perhaps Nikola Vucevic's last season in a Magic uniform. Things had seemingly run their course. He was a good player, but not the player the Magic needed. And of course, they drafted Mohamed Bamba, who everyone thought was going to be ready to take over pretty quickly, or at least need the development time. Throughout much of Nikola Vucevic's actually tenure with the Magic, I would say, he's been sort of the forgotten one. He was maybe not forgotten in that he was a scapegoat for a lot of the Magic's issues, but he was a guy that put up numbers but was never really ever part of the future. And again, it's because we kind of understood a lot of his limitations. Fast forward a year and yes, a lot of those questions still exist. There's still questions about his ultimate defensive ability, about his ability to be a, a dominant player, a finishing player for, for the team. Whether he truly is the team's center for the future, even with a new four-year, $100 million contract in tow. But all those questions now have a new context. All those questions are no longer about whether Nikola Vucevic can be productive at a high level, at a playoff level for the Orlando Magic, but whether Nikola Vucevic is the guy to take the Magic to the next step, to the next level, to the next phase of this team's development. Maybe that was always the question, but now there's success behind him. Nikola Vucevic went out and earned a new contract with the Orlando Magic. And maybe he always had a new contract with the team, but he went out there and earned his big paycheck. A four-year, $100 million contract that is front-loaded. He did this by becoming the fulcrum and the most important player on the Orlando Magic. The guy who we named our quarter MVP for the first, second, third, and fourth quarter. He was the season MVP, and there was no getting around it. He was the best player on the Magic last year. He averaged 20.8 points per game. 12 rebounds per game, 3.8 assists per game, all career highs. It was up to 1.1 blocks per game, but seemed to be a lot better in that category. Shot a 54.9% effective field goal percentage, his best of his career. 36.4% from beyond the arc, his best of his career. Pretty much, even defensively, his defensive numbers, his defended field goal percentage at the rim, I think was at 57-58%, which is certainly much better than the 64% he was at in 2018. His defensive box plus minus, his defensive win shares, 4.7 defensive win shares, by far the most of his career. Defensive box plus minus was plus 3.4, and again, I don't think most of us consider Vucevic a good defensive player. He's always been around one or two. Now, granted, defensive box plus minus, there's some team context too, and the Magic were a much better defensive team, but Nikola Vucevic was a big part of that. All of a sudden, he wasn't as much of a defensive liability. All of a sudden, 
he could defend the paint and keep players out of the lane. And I thought that was something he did very good at. All of a sudden, teammates were covering for him a lot more. And he was able to contest shots and contain players. Maybe not at the elite, elite, elite level of, you know, guys like Rudy Gobert or or any of the, the top centers in the league. But he was more than passable. And his offense, his offensive efficiency made up for it. Not only made up for it, surpassed it. His defense wasn't taking as much away as he put in, as maybe was the case in the past. Nikola Vucic had a career year and got paid justly for it. He made the All-Star team as the Magic's first All-Star in seven years. And he was, again, by far the best player on the team. All those weaknesses were still there, of course. All those things that gave rise to question for Vucevic. And, you know, as I discussed on last week's podcast with Adam Papagiorgio discussing the most um, underappreciated players in Magic history, I named Nikola Vucevic number one because this summer was spent litigating Nikola Vucevic in some way again. And yeah, it's a fair thing to litigate because the Magic had to make a financial decision on him. And so the question, of course, with Nikola Vucevic is, can he do this again? But the bigger question for Nikola Vucevic and the bigger question for the Magic is can Nikola Vucevic raise his game another level? I It's no secret I have always kind of been in Vucevic's corner. I like the guy personally. He's, he's a good guy and I think he's been a great representative for the Magic and probably has gotten short shrift. Uh, he, everyone knows his weaknesses. Everyone understands them. And a lot of those weaknesses unfortunately got exposed in the playoffs because you can't talk about how good Nikola Vucevic was in the regular season without at least noting how bad he was in the playoffs. 11.2 points per game, 8 rebounds per game, 3 assists per game, all those numbers way down. 2.6 turnovers a game, up from the 2 turnovers per game that he had during the regular season. More importantly, a 38.8 effective field goal percentage, a 36.2% field goal percentage. Marc Gasol just made his life a living hell. And unfortunately... In other areas where the Magic were able to pick him up, especially on defense, and I thought the Magic's defense again during the playoffs wasn't that bad. And, and Steve Clifford, I think, in his interviews with Josh Robbins of The Athletic, as well as John Denton of OrlandoMagic.com, said uh, the biggest issue with the Magic in the playoffs was that they couldn't score. They couldn't generate offense. He, he did say, say that the defense he thought was decent, was pretty good, but the offense just made it so hard to get the stops that they needed. And again, I think Toronto did a great job. Uh, attacking off of misses to get fast break opportunities and to get the magic before they could get set. Um, I, I Again, I would say this, and again, it's not saying much because Kawhi Leonard average, still averaged 27 points per game. Kawhi Leonard scored his fewest points per game of any series. His lowest scoring series was against the Orlando Magic. And But Nikola Vucevic's struggles in the playoffs gave everyone sort of a, a bad taste in their mouth. It made everyone feel like, okay, we know this guy can deliver in the regular season, but can he deliver in the playoffs? And, and that's a topic we'll come back to here in the second half of the episode. So hold on to that thought for just a moment. But Nikola Vucevic was still a really good player last year. Still a the full, as I like to call him, the fulcrum of the offense. The Magic gave the ball to him in the high post and trusted him to make good decisions with the ball. 
It's it's no it's no coincidence that he was, and I think he's been this way for a while. But he is one of the best passing big men in the league. Only Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis, and oh, I'm forgetting one, and I believe uh, Marcus Saul averaged more assists per game as a center in the league. DeMarcus Cousins is up in that group too, but Nikola Vucevic is one of the elite passing big men in the league. Maybe he's not making the crazy passes that Jokic makes or working off the ball, but Vucevic is just solid, and he's always been just solid. Even when the offense wasn't run through him in previous iterations of this Magic team, he got his numbers. He was able to hit that mid-range jumper on pick-and-rolls, was able to clean up the glass on offensive rebounds, was able to get a few post-ups here and there. Vucevic has always been solid. And last year was more of that. Last year was more of him being the best version of himself. And again, that's valuable. I don't think we should discount how valuable that is. Having someone who night in and night out is going to be stellar. Outside of the playoffs, Nikola Vucevic probably had two bad games the entire year. Dallas was one of them at Dallas, and I think he even he even pointed that game out as one of his worst games. And there's probably one more. The consistency that Nikola Vucevic brought on the floor every single night was valuable to the team. And it freed up whoever else was going to pick up the slack that night. And I think the Magic had kind of a by-committee approach next to Nikola Vucevic. And so once again, that's what the Magic will expect from him in the regular season. They will expect from him to be that consistent presence. Maybe not at 20 points per game again, but to be a close to 20 and 12 guy like he was last year. And he's 28 years old in the prime of his career can always get better as a three-point shooter, can always get better as a passer. There's no reason to think that will tail off. No reason to think at all that that will dissipate in any significant way. I mean, maybe this season was a little bit of an outlier and you'll fall a little bit back to his mean. But if he's scoring 16, 17 and grabbing 11, 12 rebounds per game and shooting 36% from beyond the arc... That's plenty for the Magic to compete, especially if other guys step up in the way that the Magic are expecting them to step up. Now, the issue for Nikola Vucevic now is always that dastardly question. What comes next? How do you raise your game to the next level? The playoffs... I'm afraid to say that Nikola Vucevic kind of shriveled under the the, micro, the the lights. I think the whole team did, to be perfectly honest. And the f- game plan for the Raptors focused on choking off Vucevic, on making him uncomfortable. And he looked uncomfortable. Marc Gasol was physical with him, pushed him off his spots, didn't let, you know, didn't give an inch to him. And the Raptors dug and dared the Magic to shoot shoot them out of the, the, those traps. And the Magic were most successful when they were able to hit three-point shots, and that got Vucevic going. It was almost like they had to go, you know, kind of inside out. They had to to run to set up the pass as a passing team. They had to prove they, they could do what they can't do to do what they are good at, if that makes sense. If my football analogy makes sense. I, 
Vucevic, though, did not raise his game to the next level in the playoffs this year. He allowed all that frustration to beat him. And so now the question becomes, what does he do when he gets back there? If the Magic are able to get back to the playoffs this year, is Vucevic going to be ready for that stage? Unfortunately, the biggest question about Nikola Vucevic, because I have faith that he's going to be that consistent presence for the Magic once again this year, because frankly, he's been a consistent presence for the Magic his entire time in Orlando. But when we get to the playoffs, when we get to that hyper-focused, hyper-intense matchup, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer is for this entire team. It might depend on how things work out through the season, but ultimately the biggest question that we have to ask of Vucevic is the one question that we can't answer at all. And I think the fact that we can't answer that question is honestly one of the big mysteries and big questions about this team moving forward and whether they will ultimately have a successful season. While we take a break here, though, for a moment, I want to ask you, what do you do when you've had a long day at work? What do you do when you're still stuck at the office? The one thing you should do is treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that's $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON today. And bon appetit. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So, we're a week away from media day. And I'm sure when we get to media day, all the players, all the coaches, all the front office staff, they will say the goal is to win a playoff series. To to begin taking those next steps. To begin taking uh, that step up into true title contention. Because, and I got this a lot from people throughout the season, it was fun making the playoffs. It was absolutely a blast making the playoffs and being back in that atmosphere and being back with that pressure. Playing meaningful games late in the season. Being in the postseason in in that series. It was completely eye-opening, I hope, for the players. And I I think fans really appreciated the journey and appreciated the reward that came with it, even though the Magic did not win uh, games three or four. But I think every single person with this team would say, and frankly has said, the goal is not merely to make the playoffs. The goal is to advance. The goal is to ultimately win a championship. Now, I think some of us are, are not under the, you know, perhaps it's, it would be delusional to think that this Magic team would win a championship. To win a championship, it does take having one of the best players in the league, and 
I love Aaron Gordon. I love Nikola Vucevic. I love what Jonathan Isaac can become. You know, who knows what Marco Fultz is. The Magic don't quite have that player yet. And so honestly, you know, I'll say what maybe the players, the coaches, the executives won't say publicly. Because of course, they're going to set their expectations super high. And as Steve Clifford would say, I never set expectations for a team. I never put a limit on what a team can do. But let me tell you what I think is a successful season for the Orlando Magic in 2020. Baseline, pass-fail grade is make the playoffs. If you don't, do not make the playoffs, the season is essentially a failure. Now, there's varying degrees of what a failure is, but failing to make the playoffs this year would be a bad season. They've set that expectation for themselves as a baseline. Everything else grows off of that. While there are some analytics and statistics that suggest the Magic could take a leap, to me, progress for this season is being in a competitive playoff series, is being competing for home court advantage perhaps, but really competing to get out of the first round. I'm not necessarily out of the first round, although that would be great. I think we would all consider getting out of the first round a success. But I think if you got to a six or seven game first round series, you're beginning to take steps forward because I think there is a treadmill of mediocrity. I think avoiding the middle is a good thing. You do not want to be stuck in the first round. But losing in the first round in consecutive seasons does not mean you're there. The important thing is to have a way forward. Is to have a clear path to say, you know, we didn't we didn't achieve our goal this year. But we can point a way forward. We can say Aaron Gordon's 23, 24 years old can take a step forward, can become a better player and make us a better team. Jonathan Isaac is still a complete unknown. His development can help us take a step forward. Mo Bamba, Markel Fultz, even Evan Fournier returning to his mean, I think, would, would take this team a significant step forward. You can see why making the playoffs last year doesn't feel like it's the end of the road. Now, the Magic did rely on a lot of veterans to get them there, like Nikola Vucevic, like Evan Fournier. And so, in some respects, if like Aaron Gordon's the leading scorer on the team, and the Magic you know, are back at the seven seed, I don't necessarily think that's a, a bad sign either. It's important to have a pathway forward, to be able to say, this is how we get better, and we can get better that way. And I think we can say that about the 2019 Magic, and that's why making the playoffs as a seven seed wasn't a waste and doesn't feel like a flash in the pan. But like I said, Ultimately, to contend for championships, you need the best players. You need all-star caliber players. Nikola Vucevic is an all-star already. He will forever be an all-star. No one can take that away from him. And unlike other kind of one-time all-star players like, say, Jamal McGlure or, or Anthony Mason or Mehmet Okur or, you know, recent big men who've been all-stars and then kind of were just kind of there. 
I don't think Nikola Vucevic is going to fade away production-wise. But the playoffs have a way of revealing your every weakness. The playoffs have a way of showing you, showing your team, what is wrong with it. And Magic fans should know, having a good big man is important. That can anchor championship teams. But ultimately, succeeding in the playoffs relies on perimeter play. The big man can't bring the ball up the court himself most of the time. He needs someone to get him the ball, to get him the ball in his spots, and to set him up to succeed. And then late in games, they're the ones that ultimately finish. Nikola Vucevic is an all-star, and I do kind of feel like sometimes we've spent this offseason talking about him like he isn't an all-star. Like he doesn't have that capability again. And I think that's unfair, and I've been guilty of it too. And I think that's unfair to Vucevic because I think he can be an all-star again. I don't think, well, I don't think he's going to be a perennial all-star, and I looked it up, there's like eight players in NBA history who have been all-stars for the first time at 28 years old or older. Eight guys. And three of them, I believe, three or four of them, have made it back again. It's Marc Gasol, Zach Randolph, and Kyle Lowry. Lowry's been to five straight. He didn't make his first all-star game until he was 28. So it's, it's rare that a player becomes an all-star so late and then goes back again and again and again. But it's not impossible. And there's some big men that have done it. Again, Marcus Gasol is a great example. Marcus Gasol was a very late bloomer as, as an NBA player. But the playoffs exposed what a Vucevic-centered offense will struggle with. When Vucevic was clamped down, when the Magic were unable to get him going... The offense died with him and was begging for someone to take over. And the Magic couldn't find it. And then it was very clear, and I think even Steve Clifford acknowledged this, that uh, Steve Clifford acknowledged this in one of those recent interviews that I spoke about, that the Magic's perimeter play and perimeter offense just wasn't good enough. They couldn't create anything off the bounce, attacking the rim from the, from the perimeter. To me, this is the biggest problem with the Magic's path forward. This is the biggest concern and the biggest question that the Magic have to answer this year to show that they are taking those steps forward. The Magic have to find another star. Nikola Vucevic is an all-star and, and, and a really important player. But the Magic still have a star problem. They still don't have that guy, that dude, that's going to finish games, that's going to will the team a little bit, and find ways to score and make tough shots when the defense isn't giving him anything. That guy might be on the roster already. I'm not saying that it's not impossible for them to develop. And honestly, I continue to point to game four. 
when Aaron Gordon took over the game in the third quarter, nearly brought the Magic back in as a huge turning point. In, in I think I think we will look back on that as a huge turning point in his game in his career. Game four of that first round series, when the light bulb flipped on and Gordon realized how he has to take over games sometimes. I hope that's a turning point for him. I hope because uh, I thought he had a really good season and was begging him to do something like Game Four for a very long time in a lot of different areas of of, of the game of the season, especially in the playoffs. That's why I'm convinced that if the Magic are going to take that next step, if the Magic are going to be that player or that that deep player in in the Eastern Conference. It has to be Aaron Gordon taking that next step, or perhaps Jonathan Isaac. I'm a little, I'm a little more conservative with my predictions for Jonathan Isaac, but I think Aaron Gordon can take that step up, can be more of a leader on the team, to be that perimeter player that the Magic are looking for. You know, to be the quote unquote star. But one way or another, the Magic have to answer this question, whether it's externally or internally. If the Magic are going to achieve this goal that that they have all but set for themselves already, if the Magic are going to achieve this goal, they have got to find a perimeter creator, a perimeter star. You You can already see what the power that this would have. I would argue Terrence Ross is the best tough shot maker the Magic have had since either Hito Turkoglu or Tracy McGrady. I'll let you take your pick. But roughly 10 years. Ross's ability to hit shots over defenses, over good defenses, when the Magic were able to spring him just a little bit of daylight, changed the whole complexion of the team and changed games this season, last season. Magic will again be relying on that. But you could also see how, you know, Ross is still, you know, Ross is more consistent, but still a little inconsistent. That left them a little bit exposed when he did have bad games. When the Magic did get stuck in the mud. Ross isn't a star. He's a very good player, don't get me wrong. He's not a star. Nikola Vucevic is a star, and during the regular season, he was able to get the team out of ruts, but not in the playoffs. In the playoffs, you need two guys, at least, and certainly one on the perimeter. That can do that. The Magic, it feels like, has some options to fill this role. Whether it's Gordon, whether it's Isaac, whether it's perhaps Markel Fultz. But ultimately, if the Magic are going to take the step that they want to take, this role has to get filled. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, the Google Play app, and all the fun places you can podcast podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We're continuing our player outlook series going player by player 
through the roster. It's been going on for about a week and a half now. We're entering the final week of it, of course, as media day is set for next Monday. You can even read over the weekend I wrote about Hassani Gravett, my man Vic Law, and Josh Majette. So yeah, we're hitting everyone on the roster. So definitely check those out on orlandomagicdaily.com. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.